Welcome to episode 159 out of 243 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at Season 7, Episodes 10 and 11, Zein und Zeit, and Closure. They originally aired on February 6th and 13th in the year 2000. The action mostly takes place in California, but some takes place in Connecticut, and the IMDb user scores are 8.3 and 8.4 out of 10, respectively. So in this two-parter, a case of a kidnapped girl reminds Mulder of two existing X-Files, one case from 1987 and the abduction of his sister Samantha. In this case, Amberlynn LaPierce is taken from her home after her father sees a terrifying vision of her, and her mother writes a ransom note with no memory of the event, the note ending with, Nobody shoots at Santa Claus. The girl then vanishes from her locked room. The parents are the lead suspects, although Mulder sees a lot of similarities with a case that had the same strange line at the end of the note. During the course of the investigation, Mulder's mother dies in a suicide that Mulder refuses to accept as such demanding that Scully perform an autopsy. It turns out that it was a suicide, as she had an incurable stage and form of Paget's carcinoma and didn't want to live the life that she had ahead of her. When Harry Piller, a police psychic, shows up to help Mulder, Scully gets increasingly worried about his mental health. Ignoring her to work with Piller, Mulder eventually finds the home where Samantha and Jeffrey Spender were raised together under the guidance of CGB Spender, and he finds Samantha's diary. Samantha had been subjected to experiments, and then mercifully murdered by spirits who didn't want her to have to live the kind of life that she had ahead of her. Now, while I really love some of the scenes that they had with Scully showing her strength, particularly when she finds the cigarette-smoking man in her home and faces off with him, and I appreciate the desire to give Mulder closure in what was looking to be the final season of the series, I do find it hard to believe that Jeffrey and Samantha were raised together and nobody realized that before now. Especially given that Jeffrey Spender had access to the X-Files with pictures of Samantha. And you gotta think the way his relationship was with Mulder, he would have checked that file, knowing that that was Mulder's motivation. We also have Cassandra Spender's interest in Mulder and Scully, who knew that Samantha disappeared and Samantha was now being raised with them under her own name. I just find it really hard to stomach the idea that she and Jeffrey Spender were raised in the same house. I get that putting Jeffrey there is shorthand to confirm that yes, it's the same Samantha because there is that connection between them, but I don't think that it's a connection that holds up under scrutiny, and I'd have preferred if Samantha had been raised under another name perhaps with another family that CGB Spender was maintaining on the side, because he's just the kind of jerk who would do something like that. Both episodes were co-written by Frank Spotnitz and Chris Carter. Part 1 was directed by Michael Watkins. This is episode 5 out of his 6, and we'll be discussing his final directed episode in our next episode. And the second part, Closure, was directed by Kim Manners, and that's the part that changed the truth is out there in the opening credits to believe to understand. And I also want to highlight the production manager, Harry V. Bring, is apparently the namesake for the real estate lawyer character in this one. Now, the cast has Mark Rolston as Bud LaPierre. This is his second appearance in the X-Files. He previously played Richard Oden in Red Museum, the attempted picket fences crossover, and uh, 
cult leader of a group that believed in walk-ins and talked about walk-ins there. Rolston has also appeared in Shawshank Redemption, Aliens, Rush Hour, and The Departed. Now, Shireen Mitchell plays Billy Lapierre in her only X-Files appearance, although she will return in The Lone Gunman. She's also known for Out for Justice, American Heart, and It's Like You Know. Megan Carletta plays Amber Lynn Pierre. She also worked in Charmed, Chicago Hope, 18 Wheels of Justice, ER, One Hour Photo, Angel, Days of Our Lives, and her final credit, Checkers, was from 2005, the year she turned 13. Spencer Garrett plays Harry Bring, the lawyer who seems to be named after the production manager. He's got over 200 credits to his name, including Yes Man, 21 Air Force One, Thank You for Smoking, Star Trek Voyager, and a brief appearance in Star Trek The Next Generation's episode The Drumhead, where he was revealed to have applied for Federation membership and Starfleet membership, sorry, under false pretenses in that his heritage was actually Romulan and not Vulcan. Now, Kim Darby plays Kathy Lean Tenkate. She's also known for the original True Grit, Better Off Dead, Halloween the Curse of Michael Myers, and Rich Man, Poor Man, as well as a lot more with a career that goes back to 1963. Randall Bosley plays Ed Trulove, who's also known for Envy and American Carol and Mind of Mencia. Anthony Heald plays Harry Pillar, also known for Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, X-Men The Last Stand, and Accepted. And Patience Cleveland plays Arbutus Ray, also known for Donnie Darko, Cycle 3, Murder, She Wrote, and That's Life. She had 65 credits to her name, including some posthumous credits. So, she never retired, officially, from the profession. Now, as far as the science is concerned, the spirit world with the walk-in element is pure fantasy. But what about the physical bodies? Why does the body disappear instead of just having the walk-ins take the child's soul and leave the body behind in what looks like SIDS? As far as I could tell, the only reason for it to happen that way, in complete violation of conservation of mass and energy, is that it seems to be a story choice made specifically to justify turning this into a missing persons investigation and get the FBI involved, rather than make it a local police investigation where they just perform an autopsy to see if the death was by natural causes or not. Now, as for the Paget's carcinoma, that's a very real and dangerous condition, but it looks like these days, early detection can virtually eliminate all of the risks involved. So, ladies, if you're listening, make sure you get regularly scheduled mammograms and stay on the lookout for it. In any event, that's all we have to say about Zeit and Closure. Join us again in two weeks' time when we take a look at X-Cops. Thank you for listening.